listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 On a day in which we've got a ton of news and notes and finals and a game coming up in the NFL, we've got a brand new champion in the NBA. What is the Vegas lead here on this Monday? Now, listen, I'm not a LeBron guy, but you got to give it the due where it's deserved. We got to start with the title. That's right. The Lakers close out the heat last night in the bubble in Orlando. 106-93 was the final. LeBron James named finals MVP for L.A., his fourth championship as they take care of the heat in six games. Okay, so where is this going to rank? What is going to be the takeaway? That's all that really matters. We'll talk about next season. But the question is, in 10 years, 20 years, how are we going to look back? I think the fact if this I think this was a more difficult title. So let's give credit where credit's due. One of the reasons I haven't been a LeBron guy, it feels like he's historically let the world happen to him. It's like the Jack Nicholson line in The Departed. Are you a product of your environment or do you affect your environment? LeBron typically has been affected, it seems, by his environment more than MJ. And that is the conversation, MJ and LeBron, when we talk history. Here, it was a situation where, as Colin Cowherd right here in FSR talks about, most of the veteran teams struggled. There was something about the bubble that made it tough on veteran teams. LeBron, Lakers, veteran team. He willed that team to keep their focus. you got to give him credit for that. So in a weird way, this is a title I don't think LeBron wins even six or seven years ago, meaning you take LeBron from six or seven years ago when he was in the big three with the Heat, put him on this Lakers team, physically better, maybe some, though again, he's been amazing with his longevity, but mentally, uh, the, the guy who... Allow the Dallas Mavs to beat him is not the guy we saw throughout this bubble. And don't forget, this was a situation, and let's give Colin the negative. He said this Laker team can't win a title, which is built in a way they can't win a title. And imagine, close your eyes unless you're driving and think, if I was coming on today saying, Clippers win the title, you know, a lot of skeptics, Regular season doesn't really matter. They came together in the bubble. They had the best players. Kawhi does it again. Would anyone have been shocked, Fez? No, not at all. Could have easily happened. Or we could say... Guy nice anti toko umpo. Finally makes his statement on the biggest stage. Best team during the regular season last two years wins it all. Lakers, they were amongst the big three teams the entire year. But Fez, you had Milwaukee at three to one. Lakers at various times, you could have gotten what five to one, right? Yeah, the Lakers were leaking oil and slipping. They had that one nice run right before we went on break, if you recall, with a couple big wins. So we didn't go. You went on break. We didn't. <laughs> the NBA did. But go ahead. Fair enough. So the the feeling was that the Lakers were the small guy of the big three, and like you mentioned, the Milwaukee historically good points per per game differential, and the Clippers coming together. I didn't know many Clippers wise had guys. more talent. Yeah, I don't know many wise guys that were saying that were on the Lakers just because. They just didn't have anybody after the big two. And Jonas, at the beginning of the bubble, those eight games, what I refuse to call the seeding games, 
We were questioning the Lakers' inability to shoot, what's going on with this team. LeBron made a cryptic comment about the bubble. Got to give him credit. Yeah, no, give him credit for sure. And and I also think we were also talking about Avery Bradley and the loss of Avery Bradley and how that was going to impact them. I just I wanted to see that matchup against the Clippers. It's not the Lakers' fault, but that's why for me this doesn't feel as accomplished as it would be because I really wanted to see that matchup against L.A. and Kawhi Leonard. On the basketball court, I agree with you. I think this was one of those, the skill set it took was more as a chess master, a guy moving the pieces. And in a way, and I don't want to take away from the Lakers GM, but it's almost like LeBron's half a GM at this point. (laughs) And he still, though, it's not like Bill Russell, player, coach, LeBron's still, what, maybe the best player in the NBA? I mean, Fez, if you were starting a team for one year, who do you start with? Giannis, but it's close. Really? It's real close. Well, maybe with Giannis, I see the point. But let's say it this way. Let's say we're drafting 30 teams. There's 30 other GMs. So it's going to be Giannis plus a normal team. Meaning Giannis on an all-star team... I think he's maybe the most valuable player because he's got the other players to help him where his deficiencies are. But if your best player can't get a bucket late in a playoff game, how's he the number one pick? Yeah, it's it, that's a really good point because... And it's the debate with Giannis in general. Yeah, and they beat the heck out of teams during the regular season by 15, but then when it's close in the playoffs, who do they go to? And well, no, well, the Giannis they, wall gets built and there's no one else to go to then. We are straight out of Vegas at Steve Fezzik. I'm R.J. Bow. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Okay. I think if the NFL wasn't going on, if somehow, some way, COVID happened, Fez's break, and then the NBA resumed, and if they were able to, and this was impossible, but if they were able to play the playoffs before the NFL started, this story would be not double as big. At least the coverage of it would be triple, four times, Jonas, you think? Oh, easy. Yeah, 100%. No doubt about it. That's all it. we'd be talking yeah. about. Yeah. And that just goes to show you the power that the NFL has on this country and whatever the reasons are for why people care about the NFL more than they care about the NBA. And there's a lot of them that are thrown out there. It's just, it's a fact. You look at the numbers and even a, a an NFL game. That's why I, if it would have gone to seven games, I would have loved to have seen how the ratings would have looked for a seventh game of the finals against Titans bills on a Tuesday night. Ooh, now that's fascinating. So to bring it together, Kudos to LeBron. It's number four. If he has two more, he'll match MJ. Speaking of that, Fez, we got the odds. Lakers are the favorite next year. $100 wins you. 375 So almost four to one. Clippers are next. 450 Now a big drop off. If you look at Milwaukee's point differential, which is the measure of how good teams are in the regular season over the last two years, They're the best team ever, ever, to go two years that good and not even make a finals. The market is saying we're skeptical. They're third, but... Eight to one. So you make over double the money betting on Giannis than LeBron. Yes. 
your number one pick, Giannis. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the market disagrees with you. And then, as I said in the headlines, they're back. Golden State. Nine to one. Nine to one. Ooh. It's going to be a good season. Now, I'm here in March, so before it even resumes. We'll see, but kudos to LeBron. Now, unfortunately, we got to turn to Dak and, and that injury. Yeah, and it was terrible news out of Dallas yesterday. The Cowboys, the good news first, they did beat the New York Giants. They survived to win that game in Dallas, but it was the loss of Dak Prescott suffering a gruesome injury, dislocated ankle, uh, and a fracture. He went into surgery uh, last night. He is back home recovering, but clearly Dak Prescott out for the year for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, to finish up on that NBA NBA um, Sunday night football type. So game six last night, 5.6 million viewers for the NBA. Final closeout game, 5.6. Sunday night football against a Minnesota team. I mean, you know, Russell is Russell. Over double, 11.4 million. So Sunday night football, double the viewership as the NBA. That's shocking. Is it shocking? Oh, it, it doesn't surprise you, but boy, it's a statement. The margin is what's shocking to me. Well, with the spread, you should be good at those margins. Yeah, right. I mean, you like the Bengals, though. How you feel? <laughs> How'd your picks do? Four and three. Four and three with all the losers you fed me? I'm going to double-check the accounting <laughs> on that. <laughs> so, listen, obviously, and the contract to me isn't the story the guy is making 30 some million this year. I get it. You'd want generational, multi-generational wealth. But to me, it doesn't. I know we always debate about, well, this. Every time I call a game, you call it a business. And every time I call a business, you call it a game. You look at Dak, and I've, you know, sometimes I like Dak, sometimes I'm not so crazy about him. I mean, he cares, you know. A Michael Lombardi friend of the show was talking about, how tough when he went down and you know broke his ankle that he wasn't you know Dak's a tough dude you know and I'm not one to judge NFL players how tough they are because I'm I can't even speak to that when you hear a guy you know decades in the league talking about it he's tough the money he you know if he had the big contract would we be uh, mourning this any less would we say oh at least he's got the big contract to me. The question is, is he going to get back to 100%? Because I would make the case Bridgewater hasn't. And I'm no doctor. I'm not judging the injury type. I mean, Jonas, do you have any sense of any comparables on this injury? I thought Gordon Hayward... NBA, uh, but that took like two years. Yeah, and and you know there there's a lot of people who think, well, you know, he's still maybe not even the same player as he was. Now, mm. you know, in the NBA, maybe it's a bigger deal because you know it is a constantly running, pounding your your feet, cutting and and driving. Um, I wonder what this does to his mobility, which was always an X factor for Dak. Yeah, he's a physical, his physicality as yeah. a quarterback for Dak's been key. Yeah, and I think that saved him in a lot of places. I think it saved him in games this year to where you know they were able to get back into games because, and you've talked about this, you know, you get to a playoff game, everything's on the line. Quarterbacks are more likely to run because it's desperation time. Now I wonder what this does to his desperation when those moments arise. And remember we said, oh, Clippers could have won the title in the NBA. Milwaukee could have won the title. You never know. 
I mean, there's something about if they always say the fact that we're mortal, the fact that we eventually as human beings die is the only thing that allows you to appreciate time. Because if you had unlimited time, oh, you wasted a year banging around the village, wasted a year, I don't know, being Fez's gopher, and then he stiffs you at the end. Well, not that you would do that. <laughs> what? But, <laughs> that'd be like, no big deal. I have infinite time. And we don't, obviously. And then if you think about it, it's so much of a long shot to be great, to be great at anything. And you know what? As soon as you're great, take a picture, take a breath, because at least the way this world seems to be, soon enough, you're going to be thinking about how it was. And if it's age, Tom Brady, greatness, is he great now? I'm not sure. Is Dak ever going to be great again? I hope so. But it's fleeting. At the end of Patton, when Patton won it all, <laughs> not the Super Bowl, WW2, <laughs> it was the, uh, the very story at the end, the slave whispering in the emperor's ear, glory is fleeting. And it's the way of humanity, but it still makes us sad because even though we're not Dak, we're not that person at the height, we're living through him. He's a human being like we are. And... There's something joyous about that, and there's something sad but realistic about how short and fleeting it is. Real quick, Fez, NFC East, what a division. You lose one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, and your odds hardly change. Yeah, so Dallas is now minus 110 to win the division. What is going on here? How can they still be favored? So they were minus 120, so literally the smidgiest smidge down – for losing Dak, certainly for the year. Yes, and what I don't get that. Here, I get Philly lost the game, but why? So Philly lost, but they were expected to lose. Dallas won, so Dallas picks it up was a, expected to win, right? So they pick up like an extra half game. How much is the injury to Dak worth? Well, I've got a three point downgrade to Andy Dalton. Jeez, that's not enough. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at six p.m. Eastern, three p.m. Pacific. Dan Quinn, Atlanta. Jonas, big shift. Yeah, another loss yesterday for the Atlanta Falcons to the Carolina Panthers. They are winless on the season, and after six seasons as head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Dan Quinn was fired as well as general manager Thomas Dimitrov. And you think about it. Just go back in time. What was it, 28-3? to Atlanta, New England? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just stop and say, okay, you lose this game, buddy. And then people forget Philadelphia won the Super Bowl the next year. Atlanta was a three-point favorite in Philly, division round, and had the ball first and goal with, on the nine to win the game late. And, Fez, I remember you saying at the time they were, Atlanta was favored. Yeah, like a big favor, like minus 180. Who knows? If they win that, you know, win that game, they're two games away. Didn't make the playoffs since, and he's fired. And it goes to show you, we can act like LeBron winning was a foregone conclusion, but it wasn't. They could, he could have lost game six. He could have lost game seven. And we always kind of scoff at, oh, why do you take a knee instead of just running the ball? All these things that are 99 to one shots, they happen. And to me, when you go back and write the history of the NFL – I mean, I'm just proposing this, but how, could there be a more 
I don't want to say tragic because he's making millions of dollars along the way. But once you win a Super Bowl, you're, you're in the club. You're in that club forever. It doesn't matter if you're the worst Super Bowl coach ever to win. You still got that ring. You're still in that club. And you don't. he probably doesn't get fired here, you know? And maybe he does, but he gets another job really quick. I'm not sure, you know, will Dan Quinn ever coach as a head coach in the NFL again? I'd probably bet no. That's a great prop bet. Yeah, I'd bet no right now. I mean, just the insiders I listen to, they're like, he runs the Seattle, or he was part of that Seattle defense, and the modern NFL is moving away from that. I don't know. I know that the team got better last year when he quit calling it, you know, quit being the DC. So, what are you going to hire him as a DC? <laughs> right? I don't know. Jonas, what do you think? Well, I think that Super Bowl, if you go back to it, and what do they call it, the butterfly effect, how so many different things are changed because of that. I mean, if New England continues to get blown out in that Super Bowl, is that the end of Tom Brady? Um, if, if we talk about Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, because of that loss, probably isn't a Hall of Famer now. You can make the argument he would be a Hall of Fame quarterback with that Super Bowl win and an MVP and instead, the whole conversation about Matt Ryan now is, I mean, how close is the end for Matt Ryan? Because he has not looked good at all. Oh, no doubt. I, I think that you could make the case that age is catching up to Matt Ryan. I mean, to some degree, there was talk of that even, you know, when Shanahan, the year before Shanahan. You know, remember now, some quarterbacks who don't have the physical skills, or at least they just have enough of those physical skills— they can be, you know, start aging in their late 20s because even if they just lost a little bit, that little bit is too much. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, Matt Ryan puts up a lot of yards. He hasn't won a lot of games. So, uh, Dan Quinn, if you look at his career uh, with Atlanta, if you count the playoffs against the spread, 39 and 48, so 45%, so underperformed against the spread. In the regular season, 43 winners, 42 losers, straight up now, 51%. Maybe he went to the coach and said, listen, I want to keep my winning record. We're in trouble next week. Now's the time. And I think you brought up a great point that Quinn's best performance the second half of last year when Atlanta finished 6-2 and two was after Quinn essentially fired himself from calling the defense. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 